Hello and welcome to episode one of the Allison Liss Meditation Podcast. I guess we're going to start at the beginning since this is episode one and we're going to talk about what is meditation exactly and a little bit of background uh, on me as to how I became a meditator and why and and my story. First of all, what is meditation? Well, meditation is a technique that anybody can do. As a matter of fact, it's my understanding that when you're first born, you are doing it. Your ability is instant. When you practice the technique of meditation, you're allowing basically for your physical energy to harmonize and balance with nature. The more you meditate, the more you come to know that when you sit in harmony with all that is, you kind of experience your awareness and create, I would say, a space between you and what's happening. So to explain this better for Normally what's happening when we're functioning, I guess, in society or you're functioning in your day-to-day life, there is a tendency to uh, kind of react very quickly and uh, without thought. And, you know, this is actually the way we want it, We want to be. Um, however, for some of us, um, our, our instant reactions are not necessarily the best. Uh, so... What meditation kind of does is it does change you. It changes uh, quite a bit of your reaction where there is like this space kind of between um, what is happening and you. So you kind of see it a little bit dual, we call it, where there's myself and me and then there is everything else, you know, uh, the phenomenon that's coming and going. And so that space is quite brilliant because it allows you, when you do react without thought, to be more yourself, really. Uh, One of the misconceptions, I think, about meditation is that some people think, oh, you know, you're going to become like this more docile person, more easygoing, softer. And um, for some people, that is true. It really depends on what you're actual personality is, you know, um, and you'll become more yourself. You will, um, if you're a loud person, you may become louder. And, uh, if you're opinionated, you may have many more opinions, but you'll be very comfortable with them and comfortable with sharing them. In other words, you kind of become more yourself. It doesn't change you, um, other than how it changes how you are experiencing yourself. And uh, you will come to find out that you're quite a bit, I'm, I'll, I'll say quite a bit better <laughs> than what you thought. Uh, and uh, that's a very beautiful thing. To um, kind of get started, I guess I'll give a bit of a background um, about myself and how I ended up becoming a meditator. I will say that um, I started around 15 or 16 years ago uh, when I was in my early 40s 
And I can only say, looking back on it, I believe I was entering into the early stages of menopause. And so I just started not feeling good. Um, I was experiencing, I think what some people may call like a depression. Um, I actually was going through um, physical and mental symptoms of anxiety. And these were not things that I had experienced really throughout my life. I was a business person. I I ran a couple of companies um, for other people and also for myself. I loved working. I still do. I loved my job. And um, I really was, um, yeah, I never really had, uh, I guess you would say, those type of uh, struggles in my life. And um, what happened is I started to feel that way. I, I kind of, I could say it like this in a way, it was like I would wake up and even though nothing bad had really happened, um, I had this kind of overall sense of, of dread. Um, I just, I don't know, I was hesitant to face the day. Um, I had a couple of days, I would say, where I, I literally just didn't think I wanted to get out of bed and it was really freaking me out because I'm just not like that. And uh, I thought, what's happening here? And of course, you know, you talk to a couple people and somebody said to me, oh, you're, that sounds like menopause, you know? And I'm thinking, really? Wow, this is quite something. And uh, that's when I thought, hey, you know, women, we should really share this information with other women <laughs> a little bit more uh, because it, it kind of creeped up on me. And uh, anyway, so I thought, I'm going to maybe get away, you know. Maybe I need to get into nature. Um, I certainly can say when I was younger, I was really into um, doing things in nature. And uh, I had kind of gotten away from that a little bit. I had a couple of children. My work was super, super busy and took up quite a few hours. And I thought, you know what, I think I just need to get away, you know. And so I started uh, thinking about different, you know, maybe I would go on a, some kind of a spa, you know, which I love a good spa. And um, anyway, I happened to be doing a speech um, for some business people. Um, and after the speech, there was a bit of an intermission. And I overheard a couple of girls talking. And I heard one girl say to the other one, oh, I just came back from this retreat. And it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. And I just overheard them. So I thought, oh, I'm going to ask her. So I asked the girl, oh, excuse me, what was this um, retreat you went on? And so the girl gives me this, uh, she doesn't say anything, which later I found that really interesting, actually. Um, but she just wrote on a piece of paper, dama.org. She goes, oh, it's this. And she hands it to me and went back to her conversation. And so I thought, okay. And when I got home, I went on that website. And... Um, I guess I should have read a little more into it. Or maybe actually in my case, it was good that I didn't. I glanced over it. I thought, oh, this is kind of about meditation. And hey, I didn't know anything about meditation. And so I thought, oh, this could be something maybe that I should look into doing. And it talked about some of the benefits and good things, you know. And I thought, oh, this could maybe be addressed what, what's happening to me. And uh, anyway, it turned out um, that it was a 10-day um, retreat and uh, it was actually quite difficult for me to organize my life in such a way that I could go away for 10 days because the thing about this 10-day silent retreat is that um, you're not allowed to bring any distractions whatsoever. So you don't bring a book, 
You can't bring any writing materials. You can't take phone calls. And at that point, my I had a couple of, like, my son, I think, was 17, I believe, approximately. And um, my daughter was around 23. So I thought, okay, I can, I can pop, pull this off. And the biggest part, I guess, was work, trying to organize everything there so that, um, you know, I wouldn't be able to take phone calls or anything. And so, uh, yeah, I, I scraped up the time, I put it all together, and off I went. Um, as a matter of fact, I will say that the day before I was leaving, I got a call from a friend of mine who said, hey, Al, have you um, actually looked into the details of this particular thing? Like, this is some hardcore meditation you're going to get into. And I said, well, no, I didn't really read all the details. I know it's about meditation. Um, and I think the 10-day silence is really going to be good for me. Um, even though everybody thought, oh, that's going to be the hardest part for me because I do talk a lot. I'm quite verbose. And in fact, I used to think, oh, I should figure out a way to get paid by the word because I could make a lot of money that way. Um, so everyone thought, oh, this is going to be hard. But actually, um, I, I was looking forward very much to not having to speak. Um, come to find out, I, I speak for, I talk a lot for different, you know, reasons. And so it was going to be really enjoyable, I thought. So I thought, no, I didn't have a problem with that. But uh, my friend was mentioning that, um, you know, this is like 14 hours a day or something like that of just meditating. Um, you only eat, you know, in the mornings and in the at noon hour, and there's nothing after that. And like, this is going to be really hard. So I thought, well, listen, I'm signed up, I'm going, like I've done all of this work to get the 10 days off. So I mean, there's nothing I can do about this now. I'm, I'm going. So off I went to my first Vipassana 10-day silent retreat in uh, just, just uh, south of Barrie, Ontario. And I will say this. The first three days was the hardest thing I've ever done. I found it physically very demanding. I was having like back pain beyond anything I'd experienced. My hips were aching uh, from sitting for so long on the floor. And uh, mentally, I can say that I was, uh, after the meditation periods were over, like they would go for an hour, you would have a short break and then come back. And during those short breaks, or the breaks in the evening that I was getting, I mean, I was literally, uh, I think, like hallucinating things. Like I thought uh, terrible things were happening while I was there. Like I thought, oh, something's happened to my kids, my dogs. Like um, also things were coming up from when I was really young, you know, like things I hadn't thought about in years, like where somebody was mean to me, you know, back in grade school. And yeah, it was all just, um, you know, coming to me and, and very upsetting. I was crying. And anyway, after about three days um, at this particular retreat, they, there is an opportunity if you're having struggles uh, that you can go and see the teacher for, I think they give you five or five minutes or so, and you sign up for this and you say, oh, yes, I want to see the teacher tomorrow at, you know, whatever the time was. So I booked time in to see the teacher and my intention was to figure out how to get out of there. I just thought, no, I, I can't stay. 
So I went to see the teacher. I sat down with her and um, I said, yeah, this is uh, this is terrible. Like, I, 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 I can't do it. The other thing I will say, and this is true, like, I thought like I was in some kind of a cult maybe. I don't know why, but all the people there, they were so, like, the people that were working there were so happy and so smiley. And um, <laughs> some of the um, explanations, like, at the end of each night, there's this amazing person, S.N. Goinka, and he gives a discourse in the evenings. And um, some of the philosophies, which were Buddhist philosophy, I guess you would say, I was not familiar with. Um, and I knew nothing about this stuff. So I guess it was my lack of understanding and uh, my struggles I was having with just my experience there. And um, yeah, I just thought, I got to get out of here. I just got to get out of here. I'm not going to be able to do it. So I'm sitting down with this teacher and I'm telling her and she's asking me, well, why do you think this and what's happened? And this um, this woman, I, I have to say, was amazing because at the end of me just unloading, she said, you know, are you sure you want to go? Because based on everything you're telling me, Allison, I actually think that you're having a lot of success here. I think you should stay. I think you're going to find this something really valuable just based on what I'm hearing from you. And, you know, you've certainly gone to a lot of trouble to get here, haven't you? And I said, yes, actually I have. And, you know, other people have been maneuvered into positions back home so that you can do this. And, um, you know, it's three days, seven left. Like, why don't you give it a try? And, you know, somehow that, that wonderful saint convinced me to stay. And I did. And I went on. And the next couple days were still difficult. But something happened to me on the eighth day. And I, I do have sometimes a difficulty articulating this, but... Basically, I'm in the middle of a meditation in the morning, and I followed all the instructions uh, because there is instructions that Goenka is giving you, and to a T, as I, I always usually do. And um, all of a sudden, my body, I can only say it, like, dissolved. Like, it was here. I could see it, but... I couldn't feel it at all. And my mind also shut off. That's all it that's what it felt like. Um I will it just kind of shut off. And I was experiencing myself in the present moment without any thought about it. And I was experiencing myself as energy. And this had never happened to me before, obviously. I was just pure energy. And I will say it was the energy of love. And I was, I actually remember thinking the Beatles song afterwards, you know, like, love is all there is. And that was the experience I had that, in fact, love is all there is. An energy of love. It was quite beautifully peaceful and in fact even the perception of myself was something incredibly unique that I had never experienced before I experienced myself as a beautiful soul fully at peace fully content um quite beautiful in fact like I, I 
it was it was something um, that I just I never saw about myself. I think I've probably been quite a uh, self-deprecator over the years, and um, I do have quite a bit of humor about myself, a sense of humor about it all. But yeah, I I think I've always felt like oh I was behind the eight ball, you know, always trying to you know. Uh, work and 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 be better, you could say, and all of a sudden here I was experiencing myself as quite uh, perfect. And the other thing that is really uncanny is as I'm looking around the room, and I'm seeing others, I was experiencing everyone else as the same. Um it would have been impossible for anybody to upset me or it would be, I didn't have opinions on anyone. I just, every person, including me was a beautiful, loving soul. And I stayed in this place for, I'm not even really sure how long. Um, but I'm going to say it was a couple of hours and, um, I've never been the same since because I believe I experienced what Alan Watts would say is how the world actually is. And it's much different. And it became very clear to me that we do not experience ourselves as we truly are because our mind is controlling us. And we are not in control of the mind. And so everything that we're thinking um, and as a result, what we're doing is based on quite an illusion, actually. So uh, the human experience that we're having here is, is um, quite illusionary. And I reminded of something that I believe Wayne Dyer said, which is that we're not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spirits having a human experience. And that's how it's been for me ever since. And um, so in some way, I feel like I experienced the truth, the reality. Uh, I was graced with this experience. And immediately, the other thing I thought of afterwards is, wow, every person needs to have this experience because it does change your perspective on everything. And... I would say that after I returned from this uh, Vipassana retreat, I I had to start investigating because up until then, um, I had not read anything about meditation or about Buddhist philosophies or this kind of spiritual world that many people are in. I mean, I will say I was a total hippie when I was young, so I'm actually not too surprised that this happened to me, um, but... I, I, I do feel that I, I was kind of, I'm kind of like, um, a very practical person. Like I considered myself at the time, you know, like quite a business person. I'm the kind of person, like I need facts. I need figures. Um, I used to say to my boss all the time, give me the facts of life, you know, <laughs> and, um, I need to see to believe if you will. And so the fact that this happened to me, um, I kind of took it on as, as a challenge to see, if I could uh, learn to understand it more. And um, anyway, I started reading. I read over, uh, well over 400 books on this subject. I, I couldn't get enough, you know. 
um, and started to basically piece together what is actually going on here and the mind. And the thing that I came to find out is that um, your life is much better uh, if you can master your mind instead of letting your mind master you. And, of course, this does not mean that every problem goes away or you don't experience troubles and and trials and tribulations and so forth, because, of course, you do. But as I mentioned earlier, there is a space between you, the true you, and the phenomenon, you know, the things that come and go, you know, the emotions that come and go, uh, the states that we do not stay in, you know, they visit us and, and they're here and then they're gone. Um, just like the state of happiness, you know, is it's a thing that comes, it's a thing that goes, just like uh, a state of sadness or depression. Now, of course, some of these states can last, can last longer than others, but it's all coming and going. As they say in Vipassana, as, as uh, and Goenka says, Aniche, Aniche, meaning everything changes. Everything changes. And I found that that is kind of the key, but there is one part of ourselves that never changes, and that's the part that is the energy of love. That's the part that is still. That's the part that is at peace, and that is actually always accessible. It's never gone, but of course, we go out of it, so to speak, um, because we have, we are not the master of our minds. Um, and then what happened is uh, I just, be, uh, you know, became a meditator. Um, one of the great things about being a Vipassana meditator is there's a bunch of people and you can look up like, oh, who's in my city? For example, Hamilton, Ontario. And so uh, they will show you, oh, these are the other people that have been to the course. And I found some other people and made sure that I sat with them once a week to help maintain the practice. Because as you're going to find out talking uh, on this um on this uh, podcast, uh, that there's a bit of discipline involved with meditation, but there is a way to approach that actually that makes it easier. But um, gathering with other meditators, I found very helpful in order to maintain my practice. Um, and then um, one day I was actually working with my daughter and um, somebody came into the store. Uh, we worked in a woman's clothing store and um, she wanted to uh, know kind of why my energy was the way it was. And I told her, oh, I think it's because I'm a meditator. And so she's like, oh, maybe you can show me how to do meditation. And I thought, wow, I'm not sure if I can actually teach this, but let me try. I mean, I wanted to help um, as many people as I could, like learn this if I could. And so I began um, teaching meditation that way and figuring out um, how can I show people, you know, without them having to go to a 10-day course, um, how to meditate. And so this is um, what I began doing. And then the next thing you know, we had another uh, person join. I believe it was a friend of hers, then her sister. And, uh, you know, I'm forever grateful to these, these wonderful women that, um, that I guess you could say in some ways were my guinea pigs. And then um, one of the people that was sitting with me um, told me that she'd been meditating actually for years and was happy to come and sit with me. And she ended up having a similar experience to the one I had. And so I thought, oh my goodness, uh, perhaps you don't have to, you know, sock yourself away in a uh, medit 
you know, in a 10-day course, which was very difficult. Maybe there is an easier way. And so I began to seek out the easier way and uh, through teaching it and practice and trying things and, oh, that wasn't so effective and let me try this. And um, yeah, I ended up, another thing that I did is I went to see a fellow by the name of Muji who lives in Portugal and he also does a retreat. Um, I didn't have quite the same experience I did at uh, Vipassana, but I did have a very deep and profound experience um, where all I could feel was love, and 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 this actually lasted longer for me. It went it went on for weeks after I came back from Portugal. And um, Muji's quite funny, actually. You can find him all over YouTube. He's wonderful. Um, I always tell people about him. Uh, but um, yeah, so so basically, what I've done is I've taken Vipassana, I've taken what I learned with Muji, and some other things that I discovered on my own, and I've put them into a, a wonderful course. Um, which I am now offering to people and um, teaching people how to how to do this, how to meditate. And even if you don't have the experience I had, and by the way, um, I also have come to learn and find out that that is not the goal of meditation whatsoever. Um, but every bit of meditation that you do is um, life, you know, changes you a little bit, a little bit, a little bit at a time. So anyway, I think we'll, we'll, we'll end uh, episode one here. And um, thank you very much for listening. Please, I always welcome comments, um, criticisms, uh, anything at all that you wish to share with me um, that uh, you're getting out of this podcast, or if there's things that you want to know more about. Um, I think I've, I'm a pretty good um, place to... Uh, to come to for any answers that you need about meditation or that have to do with the mind, I would say, and what I call experiencing the world, how it actually is. So thank you very much for listening and have a great rest of your day.